Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Rose in Bloom. I hope you guys are doing well today or whatever day that you're listening to this episode. So today's episode is going to be a little different because it's a solo pod. So it's just me speaking to you all about my journey with music. I know that there's been a lot of discourse in this faith-based space on secular versus non-secular and conviction versus principle and all these things revolving music. So I just figure, you know what, it's, it's, it's time to share my journey and what I think of the discourse and things going on. So tune in. Okay, so let's get into this episode. So, like I said, this is going to be about my journey with music. Um, and it's not a hot take per se. And I just wanted to make that clear. There's definitely some things that I've seen going on in this space. And I'll talk to those points as well. But again, primarily my journey and where I'm at with it. And so I know that there's a lot going on (laughs) with this topic, like I said, but I really wanted to start off by letting everyone know that music is a gift from God and he delights in it. Um, I know with the talks going on in this discourse, it makes it makes it seem like, dang, like we shouldn't just we should just not listen to nothing, like just listen to instrumentals. And then sometimes with instrumentals, it's like, mm, is it a Christian-based, like, instrumentalist, right? Like, there's just so much going on in this space. You can see on social medias, like, TikToks and Instagram and whatnot. But I just wanted to start out with saying that music is a gift from God, and he delights in it. When we're looking at the Bible, there are a lot of songs and things that come from there. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, honestly, is, like, elevation worship with the blessing, Right? Um, that song primarily comes from the book of Numbers, almost word for word. Or when you look at, um, They That Wait, okay, by Fred Hammond, okay, that comes from Isaiah. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, you know? And even when you look at, um, Maverick City Music, um, with their Revelation 19.1, like that, I mean, it's in the title, it's in the name, that's where you can find it. Um, all praises be, Right? Like everything, for the most part, even when you look at like the book of Psalms, almost everything in there is a song, is a praise and worship song um, in certain way. And of course, it's written by my fave, David. Okay, like he was in his bag. Holy Spirit did what he needed to do in David's heart to come up with all that because <laughs> beautiful, awesome. Um, And so a lot of the songs, whether it's, praises whether it's worship gospel anything a lot of it comes from the bible and music is in heaven as well right we look at job 38 verse 7 and talks about morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy like that that's in heaven right um and we're called to use it another scripture colossians colossians lordy 316 talks about us singing hymns and spiritual songs to God, right? So you're using the music to glorify God, which will come up in another point. 
Um, and even looking at creation. Revelations 5.13 talks about creation being musical. And you look at, um, what's that song? So Will I by Hillsong. Yo, that song is just... Listen, for a girl like me who likes to hike and be out there in nature, primarily because it reminds me of God's goodness and how big he is in creating the mountains and the stars and the plants and all that. Like, when you listen to that song, So Will I, it literally says if it starts with, um, if the stars were made to worship, so will I, you know, and all these other things. Like, it's such a gorgeous song, but creation in itself worships the Lord, right? Creation in itself is musical. And it has the power to bring people together. And we can see it with all different types of music, but the first thing that's coming to mind is we are the world, right? They had uh, people from different genres of music coming together and singing that song. Um, <laughs> I'm... Uh, <laughs> Y'all know that one video of, I don't know who the artists are, but Michael Jackson kills his part. And then it's like, I don't know, I think rock artists, I don't know, like they're singing it and Michael Jackson just like looks at them. <laughs> That's what's coming to mind right now. I'm sorry. Uh, but music has the power to bring people together. Um, and in that, music is powerful throughout this whole regard. That That is what it's about music is powerful and we need to be careful with what we listen to because it's so powerful like actually point blank period and of course I'll be going into why so let me get into some background context as to my journey and why it's so important to me so um for those that don't know, or if you do know, I grew up Ghanaian. I am Ghanaian through and through, okay? Ghana to the world. And so I grew up on a lot of high life and hip life. And um, Afrobeat, even though back then it wasn't Afrobeat technically yet. Like the genre hadn't come out. Um, but I also, like I said, was a 91.9 girly. Okay, so... I'm listening to Casting Crowns, Crowder Band. Um, were they Crowder Band back then? I don't even know. Um, all those, you know, contemporary Christian music. So I had both of those worlds, right? Um, and I liked both of them. Like, I liked what is now known to be Afrobeat and worship, but I pressed on Afrobeat, loved Afrobeat. And like I said... Again, music is not bad. It's just recognizing that it's powerful. But I remember being like 14, 15 and feeling really convicted about listening to Afrobeat. Um, and at that point in time, it was like Wizkid, like Yemi Boys. Um, Tiwa Savage was just now kind of like low-key coming on the map. Um I don't even know who else. Flavor. Well, I feel like those are big people now. But like back then it was like they were just, you know, coming onto the scene and whatnot. But I remember feeling really convicted about only listening to Afrobeat. Um, like I always felt 
dang, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this. And at the time, I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't even, I don't even think I knew what the word conviction meant or like knew of the word. I just remember like something being like, stop listening to this music, right? Um, And I just remember like, doing like a lot of constant back and forth like should i be listening to this should i only be listening to afrobeat or should i only be listening to worship music and praise music and i just remember ultimately being like listen god because i knew it was the holy spirit but i don't think i like recollected the word conviction but i remember being like i can't only listen to praise and worship Like, music is so good. And bear in mind, I'm someone that really, really, really likes music. I don't want to say loves because, like, I'm not a rock person. Like, I don't like rock music. Um, Well, actually, maybe I do because Elevation back then was just, like, pop rock. Anywho, um, it's not my favorite type of music, but I love music, right? And so... It was hard for me to conceptualize I'm only listening to praise and worship because that's what I felt like I needed to do, right? And so I remember thinking, I'm not going to play just um, Christian music at my grad party, like my high school grad party. And so I remember like going through that emotionally and like spiritually, like, am I only going to be able to listen to this type of music? Like that blows me. Like I... Like, I wish there was something I could listen to that was, like, Afrobeat, but still, like, Christian. But at that time, nothing like that was out, right? The only thing that was out that was not, like, praise and worship that you hear at church was, like, um, Christian rap. And so that's where, like, Lecrae and the whole 116 crew comes into play. And um, the boys in my youth group outnumbered the girls, significantly and they all like like that listen to that and so my youth pastor actually took us to a concert like a 116 concert and it was great I got to see Lecrae, Andy Mino, Trip Lee like all of them right but it, I don't and I'm gonna go on the record I'm not the biggest fan of rap in general okay I'm not saying that it's not good or anything but I'm just not the biggest fan and so like Lecrae and all of them were like great I had like one or two songs like God is Enough by Lecrae but it was still like I don't want to just listen to this in the name of um listening to only Christian music like this is not this is not me this is not enjoyable so (laughs) I guess I'm only just I'm just not gonna only listen to praise and worship um but I've I've battled with that, with those emotions, and now knowing it's conviction. I've been battling with that conviction since I was like 13 or 14, for real. And what changed for me was when I did that fast in 2017, um, a lot changed for me. And like here now in the present, when I think back to that time, like I'm really in awe of how amazing God was and just giving me vision back then and in that fast because I just remember in that space in that season feeling so bleak like God has forgotten me nothing is happening for my life like this is not like this is it but like your girl was depressed okay like things was not working out in her favor and I just remember being like oh 
Like God has nothing for me. And being here now, five, six years later, and looking at all that I learned and all that God revealed to me back then and seeing things come to pass now is like crazy. Anywho, that was a little tangent. Um, but in that 2017 fast, I decided to only listen to worship music, worship and praise straight for the 21 days. And that was the first time I ever did anything like that. Um, and it changed my life, right? I got introduced to a whole lot of other genres of like praise and worship. And so, for example, still a 91.9 girly, but I think it's 104.7. I definitely should have fact-checked that. But it does like black gospel, right? Now, bear in mind, I have an aunt. I'm like my cousins. I grew up with them. They listen to primarily like that 104.7-esque or like black gospel music. And so I knew of them. Like, I'm not saying that I did not know who Kirk Franklin was, okay? Like, I knew who he was and the artist that, you know, are like black gospel artists. But like, I was not primarily listening to them until this fast. So got hip to Tasha Cobbs. Tasha Cobbs Leonard um who else I always knew of Fred Hammond right but now like downloading music like his music onto my phone um and other artists who else John P. Key okay um anywho that's when I was like oh you know what like I could do this right and it built my affinity and I learned about different artists so all in all it took me a while and I got to the point where it's like, oh, I can I can listen to primarily non-secular music, but it was still like, you know, I'm still listening to Tiwa Savage and Davido and all those other things. So it was not like I felt um the conviction to cut off everything. It was just, oh, this is what I'm listening to more of, right? And so Knowing that, and that being my context, lately, I have been thinking, okay, so like, what is it with music for real, for real? Like, everybody seems to have a problem with it. Um, Not to get too super spiritual on y'all, but like, there's definitely an attack on music. There's an attack on Christian artists specifically, but it's like, I see all this back and forth within our culture on what type of music people should and shouldn't be listening to, or like, you shouldn't be listening to this and all this. And it's like, it's honestly getting even very polarizing within the faith, right? So like, what is it with music for real? From what I've seen and researched, right? Um, music, Hollywood, like all that stuff is deemed to be like the devil's playground, right? And so... People talk about the devil before he fell being a worship leader in heaven, right? Or some sort of leader of worship. And you can see that in Ezekiel 28, 13, giving us inklings and insight to like him basically being like the first worship leader. And so it's like, okay, like the devil has a foothold in music per se, right? And I I definitely think that's true. Um. Yeah, because like I like I said before and I will say now, um, we don't live in just a physical realm. Like there's a spiritual realm and 
I'm never going to say that's not important or that doesn't play a part. I believe it plays a big part. You know, we just need to ask to be sensitive to those things, right? Um, And so when I think about, okay, the enemy has played this part in music back in the day before he fell, right? And obviously he's here roaming the earth, cutting up, kill, steal, destroy, doing what he does best. Um, And how he may have a play into music now. And I think about um, what worship does specifically, right? And so if you've ever been in a church setting, been a church where praise and worship is being played, um, like you can't deny that there's something there, that the Holy Spirit is there, right? And if worship can bring me into God's presence so beautifully, it's like, okay, what can secular music do? You know, because at least like in God's presence, we know that there's freedom, things change, chains are broken. Um, and at least for me, I feel whole, right? And worship music helps me do that. Um, but then it's like secular music, can that also take you out? You know, what can music... What can music that doesn't primarily glorify the Lord do? You know, and like I think about um, a little example in my life, what I used to do. Um, and I'm sure many of us have done that. But like, it's like when you're sad and you listen and you choose to listen to even sadder music to make you like cry or like more or like even sadder. Like we've all done it. Right. Um, and it's like, oh, Music definitely affects you in one way or another, right? I'm trying to think of another example of how, like, music makes you feel. Um, oh, gosh, okay. Little Mermaid is out, right? Um, and we all know Holly can sing, okay? That girl can sing. Not sing, just sing, okay? And... You hear all the um, all her castmates talking about how emotional they got. I think it was Melissa McCarthy. She was talking about how the first time they heard um, Hallie's rendition of "Part of Your World" and how she was moved to tears, right? And she, I think she said that she bawled or whatever, right? And even me, like, um, when I heard little clips of it, I was like, wow, like. She can sing like this is beautiful. This is amazing. And when I watched in theaters, I definitely did get emotional. Right? It just did something. Not necessarily like love, love, um, Miss Girl, Miss Hallie, and um, representation and whatnot. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the music itself. Her voice itself is like, whoa, this is beautiful. This is God given. And so, music can affect you. It can make you emotional. It can make you angry, sad, and all these other things, right? And it's like, mm, okay. So like, just being aware that this is affecting me in one way or another. And and this is just, this is worship music, non-secular music, and secular music. And so it's like, okay, so why is it affecting me? Or what goes into it affecting me? Or like, why is this important per se, right? What's important because our eyes and our ears are gateways to our souls. Our souls consist of our mind, will, and emotions. And we are called to guard them. 
We see that in Proverbs 4.23, right? Um, and in context with that verse, basically be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And we know, so man thinketh, so he is. And so I've like, just keep thinking on that thought or phrase, right? Because it's like, okay, if I keep thinking about something, but keep thinking about a thought or a phrase, sooner or later, I might start acting in that way, right? Because if you're telling me I need to guard my heart because everything, I, everything, like the, the things of life flows from that and that consists of my mind, will, and emotions, then sooner or later, for real, I'm going to start acting in that way. And we know that our minds are very, very powerful. We see that with not just, you know, things in the faith, but we see that in the world, right? Think placebo effects. You can have two groups, one a control and one the experimental, and tell them that they're both getting the same thing. And sometimes you will see in the control group that did not get any type of medication that they somehow got better, right? Because we believe that we are also getting the same treatment as everybody else, right? And now granted, I know that not all of it is like, oh, well, like the control group, it worked for them and whatnot, or it didn't. But that's just an example that I think of like, oh, like my mind is powerful, right? And even when you think about watching the news all the time, child, if you watch the news every night for hours on end, you will be stressed because it affects your mind. It affects you, right? Which is why, like, I don't watch the news per se. I get my little, you know, CNN updates and whatnot. Um, and I try to, I try to stay up to date with what's going on, you know, current affairs so that I'm not ignorant to things, but it's like, if I consume too much of it, I'd be getting stressed. I'd be feeling depressed. I'm like the world and is, is in a state of disarray constantly. I'd be sitting there like, yo, like what's good right now. Right. And so I think about that with music. Right. If I'm listening to a certain song over and over and over again, and I'm not deeping the lyrics even, okay? Because I'm going to get to that. Deeping the lyrics. I'm not even doing that. I'm just listening to this song over and over again. Not deeping the lyrics, but the, the lyrics are obviously being said. They're seeping into me in one way or another, subconsciously. And they're seeping into my mind, right? And if I keep thinking about those things, it's going to affect my will, which is my behaviors and my emotions. You know, and I'm not... Well, when I say that, I'm saying that from like real experience with what I've seen in my life, right? And I know now that I am sensitive to music for a certain reason, right? I'm sensitive to the things that I'm listening to um, and the things that I'm watching because of who God's called me to be. But even apart from that, it's like the Bible says that we need to guard our, we need to guard our hearts and we need to be, um, intentional with the things that we're listening to because it it guides us or it affects us in some way or another and now I'm not saying any of that to say that this music like let's say rap for example I'm not saying that that rap is worse than others but I'm just coming from a viewpoint of it affects it affects you whether you like to admit it or not and then when we think about the lyrics right like even if nothing I say is making sense to y'all, just listen to the lyrics, right? Listen to the songs, listen to the songs that you're listening to and pull up the re- the lyrics and 
read them, right? We know that the word of God says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Point blank, period. Your words have power. So, for real, for real, if I'm sitting here saying, I don't even, I can't even think of a lyric. That's like OC. I don't know. If I'm sitting here reading lyrics to a song that, for real, for real, is encouraging, killing people, being out here on the streets, being for the streets, all these other things, I'm saying it with my mouth, right? Saying it with my tongue. There's life and death in the power of my tongue. Even if I am just singing it, right? I'm still saying it. I'm still using this God-given air that he's put into me to say those things. And they have power regardless of if we mean it intentionally or not, right? And that's why when you look back to um, the Old Testament and says, um, do not murder, right? And then in the New Testament, Jesus comes along to say, even the man that says anything against his brother or, um, yeah, anything that anything against his brother or something like bad against his, his brother murders them. Because even though you're not doing it intentionally, like stabbing anybody to death, the words that you say, the things that you think, it's still having the same effect. And the words you listen to are creating your life. They affect your emotions and direct you towards different things, direct you towards what you're singing about. Now, all that being said, I'm not perfect, okay? Like, those are just, that. like, that's what I know, right? I know to be true. I know to be following. But it's still hard, right? Like, especially, like, where I'm at now, it's hard, child. Because, listen, I understand, especially for me, I understand why I need to not be listening to primarily non-secular music, right? I know why I need to be listening to more Christian music than secular music. However, I still love me some Meg Thee Stallion, okay? But there's an awareness that it affects me, okay? And so, again, to keep it completely transparent with y'all, I used to, um, not used to, I love R&B. Love me some R&B. But being in a place where I've submitted sex to the Lord, being in a place where I've decided I'm going to be abstinent until I'm married, listening to too much R&B makes me horny and lovesick. And I know that I'm not supposed to be in that space right now. I know that I am not to be in a relationship right now. I have other things to focus on. I also know I should not be having sex right now. I'm trying to, you know, wait on what the Lord has for me and trying to do things his way. But listening to that type of music makes me feel some type of way, right? Listening to Meg, even though she's great, makes me feel like the baddest, but also makes me want to go and ride somebody's son. So I shouldn't be listening to that. I'm not going to be listening to that because it affects me. Young boy makes me act like a plain Fool, when that song, I feel like I'm Gucci Man and Thumbs, yo, I be going crazy. But I know this is not the way I should be acting, right? This is not who I need to be right now, right? So, again, not saying 
all secular music is bad as well. Um, <laughs> I'm pressed right now on the Jonas Brothers album, okay? It's been on repeat since it came out. And it's primarily love songs. And love is great. God is love. We are called to love others. Love is great. But it also shifts my mood and makes me want to be in a relationship bad, even though I know right now that shouldn't be my focus. You get So when that album came out, I listened to it on repeat for like three days straight. Next thing I know, I'm sitting here like, dang, I want a man. Like, I want to be in love the way that they're talking about being in love with their daughters. I, too, want to see Montana skies and Georgia sunsets. I, too, want to be with my person. I, too, want to sail away. I, too, want to have sex in the Hamptons. Let's keep it real. But I know that's not my focus right now. It should not be my focus. But it just affects me in that way. But love songs, they're not bad. They're beautiful. Right? When you look at the book of Psalms or even songs of Psalms, like, those are beautiful. Those are lovely. Some some of it can be a little, oof, is this supposed to be in the Bible, God? But it's in the Bible. It's a good thing. Right? And so it's just like focusing and thinking about where where does the music you listen to take you mentally and emotionally? Do, do, do those thoughts fall in, live, fall in line with what God wants you to be in this season? Do they fall in line for your do they fall in line for your life? Do they fall in line with, in line with the things that you want to be? Right? And like I said, I'm I think nine, ten months, nine, ten months without sex. And I know for a fact, it's because I don't listen to R&B constantly anymore. It's because I've taken that out of my playlist, per se. Some songs will still play here and there, but that's not what I'm primarily listening to. I don't cuss as much because I don't listen to music with cussing in it primarily. Right? It's not the things that I'm, it's not the thing I'm listening to constantly anymore. And there's so much out there now. Like... Belinda a decade ago would be so happy to see the music that is out now that is non-secular and it's not just praise and worship. We have Afro gospel now. Marizu, Marizu and called out music have saved me. Like, I don't know. I know like Afrobeat songs, right? Like, don't get me twisted. I still love me some Dibido. But what I'm listening to primarily is Afro gospel. So it's Afrobeat tunes, but it's glorifying the Lord. Or it's singing love songs and things like that that glorify the Lord. There's Christian rap. Now, again, I'm not the biggest fan of rap. Lecrae is still there. 116 Crew is still there. But Wande, amazing. Like, I remember the first time I heard um, a Wande song. What is the name of the song? It's featuring somebody. But I literally stopped listening primarily to Meg Thee Stallion. Because one day's music was giving me Meg the Stallion, right? Christian rap for the girlies. But it was not about what Meg be talking about. And even and even here with that, Meg don't be talking about writing and being the baddest all the time. She has some really good body positive and like mental health music out there. It's great, right? But I also understand what she's selling, right? Christian R&B, Uninvited and Saint. Bro, what? Christian R&B has taken over and it is so good. 
like the tunes, everything, like don't get me twisted. Sometimes it still it sound like baby like baby making music, but it's not. It's talking about glorifying the Lord. And even that, if we want to get into it, bridge music, okay, bridge music, bruh. There's vibey island life. There's even Christian lo-fi, right? Which is what I'd be listening to sometimes when I'm planning content for this podcast or just needing to relax. There is Christian indie, Christian indie, bro, bruh. And then, of course, the regular praise and worship. There's so much good music out now, right? There's so much out there. And for me, there's no longer an excuse to say, oh, well, they don't have the type of, there's no Christian music that's the type of genre that I like to listen to. They actually have everything. Even if you're into Screamo and all that, they have Christian Screamo. I've seen it. I've heard it. Not me. I like peace. It doesn't bring, that's music doesn't bring me peace. And so I'm not listening to it. It's not on my stuff, but it's so, so good. But like I said, I'm far from perfect. Christian music, though, and non-secular music is just what I listen to now primarily. Because I will be at that David O concert in a few weeks, okay? Unless I get convicted real bad. And there's the other part as well. It can be good Christian music, right? Or music that glorifies the Lord in some way. So I remember once um, I found an Afrobeat playlist and it had some songs by King Promise and R2Bs on there. I said, now, okay, you know, CCTV, you know, it kind of, you know, glorifies the Lord. Thanks, you know, thank you, God. But as soon as I started listening to it, Holy Spirit was like, this is not what I meant. You should not be listening to this, even if it is good Christian music. Even if he's glorifying the Lord, what King Promise primarily makes is not music. It's not non-secular music, right? He's in the secular space. But that song isn't bad, like I was saying. So I just, the conviction for me is not making secular music the main thing I listen to. And even then, the only reason I know some of these songs that is in the secular space is because of TikTok. Like, show me the TikTok trend and I'll probably know the song better. But outside of that, you could play the same song in a different space. But I don't know the song. And like, that's fine for me. But all in all, the bottom line with this is, yes, it definitely is about conviction. Because if you're someone like me, I can't listen to non-secular music primarily. And for somebody else, it could be don't listen to secular music but not as strong or whatever way, right? Because we know convictions are personal to every every person because the Holy Spirit is personal and intimate with every person. But I just implore you to be aware, okay? You can't say that you're unaware because there's there's so much out there now and just just don't be unaware and spiritually blind to the fact that music does and will affect your mind, heart, and soul. Like, if there's anything that I've learned in this season is that if you're ignorant to it, if you don't know it, cool. But if you know that there's so much out there and you know that music can be some way, don't be acting dumb. Don't be acting unaware and spiritually blind, Right? And so even in application, ask God to open your eyes spiritually to music and to soften your heart towards what he says and shows you, because it will be hard. 
But I guarantee you, if you're intentional, you'll be surprised about what you hear from, like what you hear him say and the things that you start to notice. But again, you have to be intentional. And so even, I mean, I know that, um, who was it, Tim Ross and Jackie, they put out a 30-day, like, don't listen to secular music thing. For someone who has been there, that can be very hard to go 30 days without listening to, to secular music, especially if that's what you're used to. So honestly, try three to seven days. Like that, that is what I implore you to do. That is my challenge. Seven days of not listening to secular music. And if you need help, hit me up on IG or in the comments and I can literally send you the playlist of the things that I primarily listen to now. But just ask the Lord to give you spiritual understanding and open up your eyes to things that you weren't aware of right in this space of music like I said it definitely will be hard but just be intentional and if there's anything in this episode that you have more questions about or like genuinely want to talk through I'm here for it because it's been a decade and I'm still asking questions I'm still learning new things I'm still questioning like "Mm, is this true or not? Like, where's the validity in that, right? And one of the most amazing and beautiful things that I've learned in this season is God is okay with your questions. God is okay with your curiosity, right? And like I said, just asking him to soften your heart towards what he says and the things that you see. Um, and again, don't be unaware and don't be spiritually blind to the fact that it's that music does affect you. But that is all I have for this episode. So please remember to hit us up um, on IG with topics that you want to hear about. And we will be sure to get back to y'all. But in the meantime, continue blooming into the roses God already sees you to be. Bye, y'all.